a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to start off looking at some of the pressure being felt, I am certain, by Governor Gary Herbert right now. And regardless of regardless of how you feel about these masks, they should be mandated or no, we should be uh, able to exercise our personal liberties and freedom and responsibilities. Regardless of how you feel in terms of the debate itself, uh, I... I we can all agree that the governor has uh, an important decision to make, and uh, it's my understanding that he right now is in the midst of deliberations, uh, working on making a decision in consultation with Unified Command, and that tomorrow it's expected the, the president, or I'm sorry, the president, <laughs> Governor Gary Herbert, will host a, uh, a press briefing where an announcement may be made. Now, I, I use the word may and might. It's all uncertain exactly where uh, and when an announcement will be made or even if an announcement will be made. If the governor remains silent on this, then, of course, uh, we remain in this circumstance of status quo. And in certain counties around the state, the requirement stands that if you are in a public place or in a place of business uh, and unable to maintain good social distancing, well, then you ought to be wearing a mask. We'll get into that in just a moment. But there has been a new player come to the table, and I want to share with you the words of, uh, in fact, Governor Gary Herbert's former lieutenant governor, Greg Bell, who has been heading up the Utah Hospital Association in recent years. Uh, he and his organization have delivered a letter, and it's got some strong words, and I'll share that with you uh, coming up. <clears throat> We're also going to be talking about coins. Yeah, co- coins, like quarters and pennies and such like that. Well, ask yourself this. When was the last time you you did a transaction using coins? Reach in your pocket. If, if you can do so safely, reach into your pocket right now. Do you, do you have any coins in there? I, I bet the answer is no. There are going to be some of you, certainly, uh, who have some coins rattling around. But as I sit here, I reach into my pocket, uh, front left, front right, no, no coins, nothing, no coins. I couldn't tell you the last time I used a coin uh, to affect a transaction. Now, why am, I, why am I asking this question? Well, not that long ago, there was a hearing in Congress where they were looking at uh, various financial impacts being sustained by the country as a result of this coronavirus. And uh, the, the smart, big money people in government asked about coins and a potential shortage of coins. And it was the testimony of Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell that, in fact, there is something of a shortage. That there are fewer coins in circulation. You see, folks like you and me, uh, as we have entered into the coronavirus era, uh, we are transacting less. And with that comes a decreased use in coins. And also, and also, as you well know, much of the health guidance that comes from the other smart people, not the money smart people, but the doctor smart people, yeah. Uh, when those smart people hand down their guidelines, in terms of transactions, they recommend the touchless types. So uh, use a credit card if you can. Or, as you well know, I'm sure you, there's Venmo, there's Apple Pay, you can even attach your 
credit cards to your phone itself, and that's becoming very popular. I've been using it myself. Yeah, I, I'm going on a number of years where every chance I get to use the tap to pay with the phone, I, I do that. It is convenient. It means less for me to carry around. And also, I, I believe that I end up saving money that way. Sometimes you get change or uh, folding money in your, your pocket and uh, it, it can become lost or it can find itself uh, in the bottom of the hamper where it spends months and months. Yeah, but if it's all there uh, concentrated in your bank account, you're not going to be losing it in that fashion. Anyway, I'm going to be talking about uh, that coming up. We are going to hear the testimony of the Federal Reserve Chairman, Jerome Powell, as he talked about, yeah, maybe coins are on the way out. And then a special treat. A number of years ago, Doug Wright and I, uh, when we were co-workers, he talk show host here on this radio station, me, his producer, we, we, we addressed this issue when it was becoming more and more apparent that coinage, specifically the penny, may be on the way out. Yeah. So uh, Doug and I are going to relive some of those memories, talk a little bit about uh, the arguments that were presented back then and see how they uh, more than ever are applicable today. Uh, while there was a, tr a trend shaping up, coins, even folding money <clears throat> in less and less use, this coronavirus may have propelled us forward into uh, whatever our next form of transacting may be. Anyway, uh, that's coming up. Also, uh, to, and I've been spending so much time on the preview. I'm sorry. We're going to get to the mask issue in just a moment. Uh, but to wrap up today's show, uh, just before 3 o'clock, you and I are going to talk about the possibility of a write-in campaign for governor. Yeah, I know. I know that Spencer Cox has received the Republican nomination for governor. And historically... That indicates that he very likely will become Utah's next governor. But what if John Huntsman Jr. were to launch a write-in campaign? Huh? What do you think about that? Could you see yourself writing a name in come November? Could you see that name being John Huntsman Jr.? What would it take for him to convince you? We're going to talk about that later on in the program. Now, let me share with you the updates when it comes to mask wearing. Yesterday, as you know, on the program, we read a letter that was delivered by the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce, along with, I'm not kidding you, hundreds of other Utah businesses asking the governor to put in place a statewide mandate and to associate with the various color risk levels, you know, orange and red and all that, uh, that part of the guidelines contained within those be the compulsory wearing of masks. When we find ourselves in public places or when social distancing is not feasible. That was yesterday. Well, today, uh, there has been an update. Another rather powerful and important group has come to the table and voiced their opinion on this matter. And it is the opinion of the Utah Hospital Association that the governor ought install here in this state a compulsory rule for us to wear masks. Let me read to you a bit of what this letter says and remind you, too, that it is drafted by Greg Bell, president and CEO of the Utah Hospital Association. And for those students of Utah government, you will remember that Greg Bell, in fact, used to serve as the lieutenant governor uh, to Governor Gary Herbert. That was before uh, Spencer Cox assumed the office. 
Greg Bell, uh, vacated that position to assume the role of president and CEO of the Utah Hospital Association. A man I greatly, greatly admire, I will say. Uh, and this letter that has been written is addressed to not just the governor, but also president of the Senate, Stuart Adams, and Speaker Brad Wilson. It reads, the Utah Hospital Association deeply appreciates each of you for your leadership and concern for the citizens of the state of Utah during the long months of the COVID pandemic. Thank you for your steady guidance. And it continues, as Utah has reopened our economy, we have been pleased to see the resurgence of economic activity and return of many normal activities. Unfortunately, we have also seen a serious increase of infection. That increase is bringing impacts on hospitals and healthcare professionals, which are unsustainable. Although average length of hospital stay and the mortality rate are improving, we are alarmed at the caseload we project in the coming weeks and months. This next paragraph you're about to hear <clears throat> comes from uh, a press briefing, which we aired here on this program. It says, we, two weeks ago, launched hashtag mask up Utah to promote wearing masks among Utahns. We had hoped that with time, a large enough segment of our society would begin wearing masks. Unfortunately, it is not happening quickly enough. Thus, we hereby petition the governor to adopt a rule requiring Utahns to wear masks. The governor right now is in deliberations with unified command on this, and it is expected that tomorrow there will be probably an announcement to this effect. Now, will the announcement be that the governor is taking the advice and heeding the counsel and pleas of the Salt Lake Chamber and now the Utah Hospital Association and countless hundreds, if not thousands, of people on Twitter and Facebook and that? Or will he hold his ground? Will he dig in his heels and remind Utahns that the success that we have seen, the relative success that we have seen in combating this coronavirus, even in the face of the recent upticks, as we compare ourselves to the rest of the country and the world, we have done very, very well. Will he remind folks that, will he remind you and me that, to, that, that it is personal responsibility that has gotten us to this point? That it is our own free will that has gotten us to this point? I don't know. I really don't know. We'll find out together tomorrow. And we'll do so on these airwaves.